Mexican and redneck father of the world. We are your hosts and surrogate fathers, Juan and Ben. Today we'll be discussing how to give your children personal responsibility. Personal responsibility. At what age do you think you should give your children personal responsibility, Ben? I, I don't know. As soon as they're born, <laughs> you're a person. Be responsible. <laughs> now, this has been the uh, this has been something that I've been kind of dealing with, you know, as far as with my kids. And um, obviously, you know, respons- personal responsibility comes in different levels and different degrees as far as as you develop and you grow. Um, but I'm dealing dealing with them like my five year old, you know, as far as like thinking like, okay, what what is what can a five year old be responsible for? What can I have her do? Obviously, she can't like, you know, because she's at an age to where she's wanting to do things on her own, but she doesn't quite have the grasp of it. So I'm like, how can I give her little bits of responsibility so that she can develop into that and grow and become, you know, more efficient in that as she develops? Because I find myself at this point, it's so much easier if I just do things for her. But then if I do everything for her, what is she actually going to be getting out of it? Sure. You know, so it, it's as a dad, I'm asking, I'm like, man, what are the things that I can let her be responsible for? And and why am I letting her be responsible for? And my big thing is, you know, I want her to grow up to be a responsible individual, which, you know, wherever you hear that phrase being thrown out all the time, like, oh, you got to raise responsible individuals. Well. What does that mean? What does that mean? Exactly. And <laughs> what do I do with that phrase? And how do, when does that start? Do is I that, tell him to go get a job at McDonald's at five? <laughs> what, well, you know, yeah. Cause it's like, as a five-year-old, what are the responsibilities for a five-year-old? Well, she has to be know how to pick up her toys. If she makes a mess, you clean up your mess. Is potty training the beginnings of personal responsibility? I think so. I really, I think so. I can't think of anything. I've been sitting here the whole time. You've been talking like, what? When does it start? Because I've never been asked that question. I've never had that thought. I just, but I was thinking, I was like, okay, go to the bathroom by yourself. I think is the first real assignment of personal responsibility. You go to the bathroom, you do your business, you wash your hands. You know, it's responsibility for you. And then washing your hands is responsibility for society. But, you know, I even think it's, I think, I mean, honestly, I think it starts before that. So we had this this situation with my son. He's uh, he's going to be two years old this month, and I mean he's been going through this expressing himself, trying to like you know enact his authority, you know. And uh, so whenever he wants something, we taught him you say please, and mm-hmm. you, you get it. You say thank you. Well, he's been developed this habit like if he wants something, he just screams and yells and does a big fit, and. I find myself at times giving into it and I call myself I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa I got to stop that because if I give into it, then I'm teaching him, then that has power. So then he's able to do, get his things by doing that. So by throwing a fit, yeah, you're saying that's how we get our thing we want, right? Is by not being in control, but acting or being in control by acting like a maniac. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then my wife, she had that experience with him where he was just like acting like acting like a fit. And she was just looked at him. She's like, you're not going to get it. And something clicked on him to where he realized this is not working. He calmed down, got quiet, sat there in his high chair, waited for his food, 
And then he got it. It's like, and it clicked. I was like, oh, if I'm just calm and ask nicely, I get what I want. So maybe that's the the age. It's that behavioral. So I think as soon as your child, there's there's that point where your your child starts to become aware of their surroundings. Sure. And I think that's the point where personal responsibility comes in. And you know, for you guys out there listening to this, you're like, man, what is this guy ranting about? Look, y'all, we're on a journey. We don't know what we're doing. We're just here, two guys hanging out, just trying to figure life out. And then, you know, you guys get what you pay for. I'm just that, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I was sitting here thinking that same thing. What is he talking about? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I keep on thinking about this is like, you know, I think about my son, I think about my daughters, like is my son. What do I want to raise? Do I want to raise a king or do I want to ra- do I want to raise a slave? If I allow my son to give in to like teach him like, hey, if you just do a tantrum, give in, you're going to you're going to get your way. Then I'm raising a slave. Because what do slaves do? They beg. They're always begging. We need more. We need more of this. We know, you know, like they're and they're always in subjugation to somebody else. A king has authority. They have possession. They give, they control, and either and then it goes back. Do you want to do you want to be a good noble king, or do you want to be a tyrant? And then it's like, but then there's got to because there's got to be that fine balance between being a good king, but then also being a servant leader. So you have to be a slave to serving people. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, lost. I'm lost. <laughs> I, I just, I just, I just lost myself. I lost myself. <laughs> it's okay. We'll get through it together. That's a good thing. But the don't no, destroy. I, I, he, just, he broke Kiss. y'all. Kiss esto. This is uh, this is a thing I don't know about Juan. When he gets lost, he just starts speaking Spanish. Donde está la biblioteca? <laughs> yeah, he just. He, so half of this is going to be bilingual, and I don't know what he's talking about. So <laughs> our English-speaking listeners, stay with me. Everyone else, go with Juan. <laughs> no, but but in, in I like that. Are you raising a king or a slave? Because you think about a king, man. It's he's the the guy with the power, the money, he has control, not just tyrannical control, like you said. Because then you're Scarface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First you get the money, then you get the power. Then you get the women. <laughs> you get the woman. <laughs> Man, Al Pacino's, he's, he's a good actor. Yeah, he is. Um, Good job, Al Pacino. I always thought he was Hispanic. I was like, no, he's just a good actor. Is he? Is he? I thought he was Italian. Yeah, he's Italian. He is okay. Yeah. Oh, but he did. I never put that yeah. together. He was a he. He, he, he played was a, playing a Cuban. A dude. Cuban. Dude. Yeah, a Cuban. Dude. I thought he was. See, he's such a good actor. Oh, I thought man. he was Cuban. In that movie, I was like, he's Cuban. Yeah. He's not Italian, but yeah. he's Italian. Because yeah. if you watch the other movies, he plays these Italian mobster dudes. Mob yeah. dudes. Yeah. Wow. Good job, Al Pacino. You're welcome to come to one shed and hang out with us anytime. <laughs> we will we will be here for you. Or if you want to invite us to your yacht. No, come to one shed. It'll be more fun this way. Mm, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> I mean, your yacht would be cool. <laughs> we will definitely say yes if you invite us. If if anyone invites us to a yacht, we're the always yes. going to say yes. We don't care who you are. We're we're coming on a yacht. Yes, yeah. it's a yacht. Who, how do you say no to a yacht? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyways. But uh, 
are you raising a king or a slave is such an amazing statement. You know, you got this king. Everybody wants to be around a king. It's an honor to be around a king. Whereas a slave, it you're just subject to to this this person who they can't do anything for you. Uh, you know, they can't help you in any way. They're going to pull from you, if anything, and take from you. And in the same, you know, kind of maybe going a little bit deeper with it is, are you a king or a slave to your emotions, wants, needs? You know, do you have control over who you are as a person? Oh, yeah, that's huge. Not just a financial thing, not just, uh, you know, we think about money, power, cars, whatever, but looking at it as, do you have control over your emotions? Because emotions are fleeting. They are as vapid as can be, and they'll come and go just as quick, you know? And and so are you, are you the king of your emotions? Are you the king of your thoughts? Oh, yeah. And actions? Or are you a slave to them? I mean, have you ever been around that person who's just... They're happy one minute, they're sad the next minute, they're gossiping, but then they're someone's best friend. And it's like you can see them every moment of their life is driven by all their emotions. And that person's toxic. Like they are not a king. You know, they're a true slave versus the king where you get around someone and they'll say one little phrase. They don't say it loud. They just say something to sum up a circumstance you're both in. And you think about it the rest of your life. Yeah. You're like, what What did that person have that I don't? Why am I so drawn to them? Yeah. That's the king right and there. And even as kids, man, I can remember that being influenced by other friends. And you had, they had that, 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 that persona of like, oh, man, they, they, they know what they're doing. You know? And there was that confidence that, that just that, oh, man, like they're capable of doing this thing. Versus that kid who is just a slave to his habits, to his feelings, to his emotions. And it really, I'm like, it, it, and it really comes down, oh man, it comes back down to personal responsibility. It comes back, to, back down to me as far as like, what am I showing my kids? Am I being a king in my household or am I being a slave? Cause am I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Am I their slave or am I their king? I'm not saying, Hey, when they say do something, am I quick to do it? I'm like, am I going to do it based on like, no, this is when we're going to do it. Because I'm the one giving the authority. I'm the one providing the protection as a good king, not as a good as a good slave. You're there and you're doing everything for them. That's yeah. That's I mean, because that's a good thought is how well, how do you raise a king or a slave? Well, are you a king or a slave? Like because you got kids are a mirror. Yeah, they are a mirror of who you are. If you disagree with me, please tell me why, because. Everything I've seen, which I've only been a parent for almost nine years now, but every parent I see, when their life is out of control, their kids are out of control. Their kids are tired. When someone's life is in control, their kids are in control. I mean, I know kids can get wild every once in a while and, you know, they need correction, but man, when you can tell the difference between parents who, who have dealt with their emotions, they have stuff under control. They have their lives in order versus ones who don't. Yeah. Just by being around their kids. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and my kids will get out of line and run around or say something inappropriate, but that's a kid. But I mean, you can you can really tell when a kid's just when you're at that birthday party and their kid. Yeah, we were we had a birthday party. No joke for my daughter. 
and we invited uh, you know a bunch of our friends and one of the people we invited it, it, the relationship between us and them was starting to kind of fizzle out the way they do you know yeah and and the child and my daughter weren't getting along as well but the ch- you know they were having fun and we were trying to honor their friendship that was there that was mm-hmm. slowly going away and they said, well, it's time to leave. And this kid screamed and cried and freaked out. I don't know if you remember this or not. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was, you were there. It was so intense that one of, one of the guys that was also at the party leaned over to me. He's like, is, does, what, what just happened? Like he couldn't figure out, is that, he said, is that a normal thing? Or does that, is, are, is that, cause he was concerned. Like he was thinking, Maybe there's like a serious issue in the family where someone had died or something. No, I was like, oh, that's that's just the way they leave places yeah. when the kid doesn't want to leave. She freaks out. It was like that person was clearly a slave to their emotions. The parent was, the kid was. It was it was bad. You were yeah. there. Yeah, no, man, that's and now having kids, man. I'm just like, you know, I I never want to I never want to be that parent who is who. When you go somewhere, they're like, oh, my gosh, they're coming. You know, it's like, you know, <laughs> oh, you. Oh, they're going to be yeah, there. They're going to be there. Uh, oh. okay, uh, their kids are going to be there. OK, can my kids stay over here? You know, it's just, you know, but it's like, but at the same time, you know, you, I struggle with this because, you know, you don't want to overprotect your kids, but then you don't want to underprotect your kids. There's that fine balance where you want to allow them to be exposed and make their own decisions to where they're able to, you know, operate in their authority that you, you know, that they have. Because every child, regardless of what age they have, they have some kind of authority. And if you're raising them to become healthy, productive citizens or, you know, members of society, they have to know how to practice, how to use their authority. And, you know, and, it, and the simple thing, like, believe them, like, you know, the child could have been like, oh, can we stay for five more minutes? Sure. That would have been a healthy, you know, um, expression of his authority of asking, can we stay for five more minutes? Like, Oh, no, we got to go. We got to, you know, and then. Man, communication is so key. And sometimes we treat our kids as like, oh, well, they're too young. They're not going to understand. There's no point in me trying to communicate with that. And, you know, I find myself, if I don't take the time to learn how to communicate with them when they're two, three, and five, then how am I going to communicate with them when they're, you know, 20, 30, and 40? Yeah. Because wow. it's, like, it's like, if I didn't, you know, it's like, I didn't take the time to listen to them when they were little, when they're big, why are they going to want to listen to me? So it's like, man, it comes back to that mirror. No, that man, you are so you, when you're talking about that mirror, I see my little girl doing things that I'm like, I can't get mad at her because I'm doing the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's like we had a, we had an incident as far as like she's doing things in secret because she's like, oh, she's like, oh, I know I can't. I'm not able to do that. But then I'm like, am I doing things in secret that I know I shouldn't be doing? Hey man, and it's just it's, it's exposure. Like, where the, where is she learning that? Is she learning that from me, or is she learning that from somebody else? Because if she's learning that from me, then I have the responsibility of cutting that out, so that I'm not that example to her, so that I can show her, hey, like, hey, that's bad, and Daddy realizes it's bad. That's why Daddy's cutting that out of his life. You need to do the same. Yeah, yeah it goes absolutely. back to like that 
that image you, we talked about on the previous episode of uh, previous podcast or your dad telling you don't smoke as he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <You know? laughs> True story. Actually happened. He didn't realize he was smoking the cigarette till about halfway through the conversation. That's, that was the funniest. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> he was he was like, oh, and looks down at his fingers. I, and it's like, I still oh, the okay. one the one for me, man. I still remember my dad. Get him at because the cuss word slipped out of my mouth, and he was like, "Who the bleepity bleep 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 taught you those bleepity warps?" And I really want to say, "Well, well, you," but I couldn't say that because he was very angry. What's the movie? Uh, uh, a Christmas Story. <laughs> he said, "I said the Queen Mother of all words, the F dash <laughs> yeah, dash yeah, dash yeah. word." <laughs> and it's this big deal. His dad's like, "What did you say?" Yeah, he's like, "That's what I thought." Get back in the car, and he tells his mom, and she's like, "Oh." <gasps> Why? He's like she's freaking out, and he's like, uh, she calls. He's, he she tell he tells his mom where he heard it, and he blames his friend, knowing good and well, it was he's he describes his dad as like a Matisse or a Picasso, yes, of, of language. Yeah, <laughs> and he says, uh, he says, oh, I learned it from my friend Schwartz. So she gets on the phone. And he's like, do you know what Ralphie just said? She said no, and she's like, he said this, blah, blah, and she said what. And he's like, do you know where he heard it? And the the woman on the other end of the phone, you hear her very faintly say, probably from his father. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And she's like, no. She's like, no and good and well. It's like, no, we're going to put all the blame the on the wise kids. and complete denial. You know, now, like, look, doing this podcast and like looking back at those, some of this Christmas movie and realize like, wow, that is a completely dysfunctional family. Oh, yeah. Like, totally. I. I love Christmas, which we can obviously go into another five minute rant about how much we love Christmas. We could. But then that movie is just like, I don't want that. I want the happy movie. <laughs> you know? Well, anyways, guys, before we start going into a rant of Christmas, we just want to say thank you for listening to uh, Mexican and Rudnick Follow the World. We are your host, and we love you for being here with us and listening to us. And also, by the way, we do have a YouTube channel coming up. Uh, a Mexican and redneck follow the world. So go check us out on YouTube and we're going to have an email too. If you guys want to reach out to us, info at a Mexican and redneck.com. Christmas. I'm Mexican. <laughs>